Bad news for the Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert officially out for the rest of the season. Uh, more shakeups to come potentially with the Los Angeles Chargers. And we had a doubleheader of Monday night football upsets, playoff picture, all that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere. You get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, bad news for the Chargers, and it's a, a, a tough season that continues to get tougher for the Chargers and Charger fans out there. I feel for them. And now star quarterback Justin Herbert, uh, breaking news now as we hit record, out for the season following surgery to repair a broken index finger on his throwing hand. And Easton Stick now stepping in for the rest of the season as the starting quarterback. Coach Brandon Staley yesterday said they're going to do what's best for for their quarterback and that is that he's going to get surgery on his throwing finger and it's all about 2024 now for those chargers and uh I, to be honest with you I, i'm surprised that brandon staley still has a job matt as we wake up here on tuesday and i, I went to look for that news about brandon <laughs> staley and instead i saw news about justin herbert um tough ship it's a sinking ship right now with the chargers and they weren't going to go anywhere the rest of this year so it's not about 2023 right now it's all about 2024 yeah it's very much a sinking ship it's been hit by torpedo after torpedo um i wonder has kellen is the the bloom off the rose with kellen moore too you know like is he not even getting any consideration for you know staying there for the head job which i wouldn't think he would or even yeah. a head job or anything going forward you know or even the 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 it was the most obvious interim head coach situation as well right yeah and maybe they don't even think he's interim worthy at this point uh, you know is that what it is is it is it more difficult to go the interim route because you can't really evaluate because now herbert's out too so what do you exactly. Right. What do you really I mean, get? I guess if the offense takes off and the team takes off with Easton Stick, there's an indicator that uh, it was the head coach that was in the way of things. And if the defense gets better after Brandon Staley potentially is fired, not you know, I hate we've talked a lot about Brandon Staley. Um, I know there's a lot of Chargers fans that listen to this podcast, and they're, they're probably just as baffled as we are. That he hasn't been fired yet. I don't like calling for people's jobs, right? He's a, sure. a, a human being. He's got a family, and um, but. Like this is one of those that is the most obvious where the writing's on the wall. And and I, I don't see how we sit here Tuesday and Brandon Staley ha hasn't already been fired. Maybe it's just because of this injury has halted things and there's more to do this week now because of that. And so it changes the equation. It changes the evaluation process of a potential interim coach. But um, I mean, clearly he's not going to be the coach next year. And at this point, you know, it's what are you even doing? 
What are you even Not doing here. the rest of the year in Los yeah. Angeles if you're the Chargers? Is my question. Like, what? What is? What do you? What? What can you even do? Yeah, and that's why I think you shut down Herbert. I'm sure that comes from ownership. Mm-hmm. I would think front office and coach want to win every game they possibly can. Maybe finish the game on a two game winning streak with Herbert throwing for 350 each time. But why? What's that get you? You know, I mean, why rush this guy back with a throwing finger? I mean, imagine throwing a football with your middle finger on your throwing hand broke or you know healing why push it he's had a lot of injuries i mean so i hesitate to go down this road because i don't believe it to be true but is herbert part of the problem you know like i'll take i mean if we're drafting quarterbacks from here on out he's like my third or fourth pick i adore him hold on uh uh i think our guy dave in miami the uh the 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 oh yeah and the tua fan Matt, are you are you gonna admit that Tua is nope. better than Justin Herbert? Is that where we're going with this right now? Not at all. Okay. Not even a little. I mean, and Tua is maybe having the better year. I mean, now listen yeah. to that, but that's that's an off season conversation, Dave. Um, I don't think Herbert's the problem, but I mean, is he a great leader? Is that the guy in the fourth quarter that can pull a bad team in a bad situation? Is he worth the money? And can he stay on the field? I think the answer to all those things is yes. But I think it's a little nearsighted. I always mention, you know, Pittsburgh. Let's just fire the offensive coordinator. Kenny Pickett did nothing wrong. You know, Kenny Pickett was terrible. You know, like it's a group effort when things go wrong. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, man. And and usually it's a top down thing, and yeah. you know that's not something that's going to get fixed now. And it's very unlikely that Kellen Moore would get the interim job anyway and prove so much that he's the. Yeah, the, the head coach next year either. So get everybody out of here. Yeah, right. Not Herbert, obviously. So maybe that's why they didn't want to fire Brandon Staley right now. But um, I'm, I'm looking at the defense too, and I just think you need to shake something up and, and show everybody in the building that it's unacceptable what's going on right now. Losing to the Broncos 24 uh, seven. We don't really talk about this game much. Yesterday when we were recapping what happened Sunday, um, you know the Broncos now in this thing at seven and six. You're the Chargers, and the Broncos as terrible as they look to start the season are ahead of you in the standings, you know, you're the five and eight chargers right now. And, you know, falling short year after year, and then just completely crashing this year, it's, you know, it's completely unacceptable. So that's sort of some of the messages I think you have to start sending if your ownership too. So I wanted to look at this real quick, you know, so next year's salary cap, listen to some of these numbers with this team. Trey Pipkins counts 8.7. Eric Kendricks counts 9.2. Sebastian Joseph Day, 10. Corey Lindsley, 14. Herbert, only 19. Great. Derwin, 19. Mike Williams, 32. Keenan Allen, 34. Joey Bosa, 36. Khalil Mack, $38.5 million cap hit. Like, there's some good players on there, but are you getting... 19, almost $20 million of cap, you know, money out of Derwin James nowadays or 73 million out of your edge rushers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or 68 million between your two receivers that are up in age. Like right. they're a disaster. It's a disaster. And all those free agent signings that was like, Oh, it, the offensive line's a problem. So we're going to spend a first round pick 
and sign a guy. And it's like, well, the offensive yeah, yeah. line isn't great still. Uh, the defensive line, oh, so Sebastian Day, we're going to, you know, throw money over here and, you know, Khalil Mack and bring him in. And it's like, oh, this is Jason Jackson, Jackson. They, had, they traded they, him away just yeah, to take him up, right? Nothing has worked. It's, it's, it's been pretty unbelievable. And now you have this bloated contracts. They might, and, it, you know, it's, it's hard to th- imagine them being better on defense next year when you have to right. do some really make some hard decisions. I, Joey Bosa's got a, a roster bonus like in March. I don't think he's going to be around for that no. roster bonus to happen. Um, Matt's Mack, probably their best retirement. defensive player right now, but he's $38 million cap hit. And he's talking about retirement. So I don't know if he'll be there either. So you lose Bosa yeah. and Mac, you got to figure out some other ways to cut some costs. And, and so it's a, it's going to be a tough job, uh, Herbert aside, for the next guy that comes in. And who knows? Maybe it's even uh, Mike Williams has to go. And maybe oh, yeah. um, and he's got a relatively new contract. I don't even know if they save money releasing him yet this next season uh yeah it's brutal i mean who knows maybe it's marvin harrison jr to pair with uh with justin herbert next year i mean at this point with the way the season's going and the losses piling up and i don't see a whole lot of wins coming with Easton stick maybe they're going to be uh in a position to go back into the first round for a wide receiver quentin mm-hmm. johnson that's why actually, they drafted johnson right and uh, he doesn't like stay with them. at all right no. now especially when you consider some of the wide receivers that went right after him looking a lot better um by the way, he almost had 100 yards receiving, three catches for 91, leading receiver in that game. So um, maybe he will come on here at the end of the season. But, yeah, a whole lot of questions for the Chargers. And uh, I still wake up every day thinking, man, Brandon State's probably going to get fired. Now, I'm not one to call for people's jobs. And, you know, it's just one of the it's just one of the most obvious in the league. And it has been for a while. And I hate to say this, Chargers fans. I know there's a lot of you out there. But, frankly – in my lifetime, they've had Dan Fouts, who's in the Hall of Fame, Philip Rivers, who I believe is a Hall of Famer but might not get in. Herbert, to me, is a top five quarterback. I shouldn't even brought his name up to blame. Drew Brees, who they made the wrong decision on, and I frankly think it's not a good organization. You know, I mean, I think it's the problem is ownership, front office, coach, not the players. Which brings up the question: Can they get it right when they do it all again in twenty twenty four? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Very interesting offseason ahead for Not Belichick. <laughs> That's why I say it. Belichick <laughs> with a star quarterback. Like it's the most obvious. Right. Thing. And I would think that would be a pretty attractive job for a lot of coaches. Uh, does Belichick's been an East Coast guy? Does he want to come over to the West Coast and LA and, and live that lifestyle? Go Hollywood on us, Bill Belichick. <laughs> doesn't, that part of it doesn't feel like it fits. But if you're a coach and you uh, and you can do what he can do with the defensive side of the ball and you get a Star quarterback, top five quarterback. That's tempting. Lightning bolt hoodie. I still don't see it, but who Ooh, knows? I don't see <laughs> I don't see him in anything other than something blue. Um, <laughs> it is blue, though. It is blue. How about that powder blue hoodie? I can't see him in that. <laughs> All right. We got to move on here. Uh, there's a couple of upsets on Monday night football. And take a peek at that playoff picture now that is very interesting after 14 weeks of the NFL season next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of your NFL games, sporting events, concerts, comedy, music, theater events, whatever it is you need tickets for, you can find killer last-minute deals with Game Time. All-in prices, views from your seat, and the Game Time best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, Love that you can get last-minute tickets, even up to an hour after an event starts flash deals zone deals easy to find and buy tickets 
uh, for any kind of event in your area. You can see the view from your seat, no hidden fees with game time. And in just a couple of taps, you get those tickets, you're at the event. And once you get to the gates, you don't have to fish through your email. It's just right there in the game time app for you with your tickets and you're getting in and you are having a lot of fun at whatever event it is. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, a couple of uh, Monday nighters. The uh, it was weird having a doubleheader with two games on at the same time. Wasn't even was really weird. staggered starts, <laughs> and um, and there were a couple of games that you thought might have been a lot better than they looked to start. And then they turned out to be actually better games and really good games. And a couple of upsets here with the Tennessee Titans defeating the Dolphins 28-27 and the New York Giants over the Green Bay Packers 24-22. I want to start with the Giants. The Giants are winning games right now. Yeah, what's going on here, DeVito? Tommy DeVito style. And the Packers were one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And now there's only one game that separates them. The six and seven Packers fall back below 500. And the five and eight New York Giants are not in the playoff picture, but and really kind of messing up their plans for the draft right now with winning these games. Absolutely. I mean, I, nine out of 10 times, I think winning is the best thing for the organization, build a culture, you know, those type of things. Uh, so good for them. And, I, you know, DeVito's another one of these dudes now that I think will be in the league for 10 years and retire a very rich man. And uh, I don't know if they will be, will there be, wow, uh, will there be a DeVito Daniel Jones conversation this off season? I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth, but well, if, I, considering I, contract, I would take, DeVito 100 times out of 100 versus because he's, he's free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and there's probably going to be another quarterback in the mix potentially with the, with the giants there, but yeah. again, they're creeping further away from uh, the top of the draft. So that, that could get interesting there as well. Uh, when it comes to that conversation, do you remember when De- Tommy DeVito got his first start and we were like, man, this is really cool. You know, local New Jersey kid. And he gets <laughs> tell his grandparents, man, I started a game. I played the New York giants and, Remind me like Rocky Balboa getting a shot. You know? Right. Now he's going to tell his great kids <laughs> 10 years in the NFL as a backup. He carried a clipboard and started some games and won some games. Uh, local hero status now for, for Tommy DeVito. He's not just going to be a footnote. People are going to remember him. So, Oh, yeah. Um, he's never going to buy a beer in his life in Jersey or New York. And winning games. And they're a better football team yeah. than when, they, when Daniel Jones is quarterbacking them earlier on in the year. So uh, interesting team right now with the New York Giants and kind of winning too many games at this point. And, and maybe DeVito and, and you know, I'm not going to say it's, it, you know, everything's quarterback centric. It's not like DeVito is the reason that they're doing everything they're doing right now. But uh, we were talking about fired head coaches earlier in this podcast. I think Brian Dable's job is much safer right now than it looked a month ago. Yeah, yeah, I think he is safe. And, and there was – I think it got warm. I don't think it ever got hot, but I do think it's safe. They were the better team last night. I, I mean, Green Bay turned the ball over too much. I mean, just looking at yards for play, it's 6-7 versus 4-9. Um, you know, the, the Giants ran the ball quite well. I mean, uh, you, get, you put, you know, Dexter Lawrence, and I'm, I'm getting really fond of Thibodeau too. So they're, they have some building block pieces on both sides of the ball that – yeah, we'll see at the receiver position and things like that. But you got to be pretty upset if you're Green Bay. I mean, you're trending the right way, and then all of a sudden it's like, hmm, we really stubbed our toe here. Yeah, that this is a tough one because you got to yeah. have games, the winnable games, if you're going to be a playoff team. And then Love was just, just you know, his stock was skyrocketing. 
not a great game for him. And so, you know, in, in that roller coaster ride that, that's been Jordan Love this season, you know, coming back on the down slope, he, he's got a rebound from this one. Um, but it's it's going to be tough in in uh, in the NFC. But th- there's just so many other six and seven teams that they're they're still in the thick of this thing. And I guess you can't count out like the can we count completely out the Giants and the Bears are only one game behind all these other teams at six and seven. I would imagine that some of those teams are going to win more games and it's going to make it impossible to climb out of that hole. But heck, uh, the Giants, if they could win Straight out a few I mean, together yeah we got to play the the eagles twice in the last four weeks though the giants oh, yeah. so that's a i think one. the bears in a different light than i do the giants like i think the bears are a noticeably better team than the giants but oh, giants really? are doing good stuff you would have the you would have neutrals field you would have the bears favored quite over a bit over the giants yeah by six with all respect yeah. to devito i'd rather play against him than justin fields yeah i, I <laughs> <laughs> It was put perfectly this weekend. Uh, I don't remember who said it, but it was basically like Justin Fields will Justin Fields makes two people's jobs difficult on every Sunday, and it's his own offensive coordinator and the imposing defensive coordinator. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and he's gonna make the front office's job pretty hard after the season too. What yeah, to do with them yeah. or some other front offices? Interesting. But a so, big big step backwards for the Packers here. Yeah, and, and, losing a conference game. Yeah, conference game. Uh, you know, Jordan loves because talking about stock, you know, uh Jordan Love. So so some interesting uh interesting happenings here to end the season with the Packers and the Giants. And they probably will both be on the outside looking in. The Titans for sure are gonna be on the outside looking in uh in the AFC playoff I, picture. I didn't see this coming. But they just beat the Dolphins, and the Dolphins, Matt, still haven't beaten anyone good. And now they lost to someone bad uh, in this one. This, this is this is even worse than the Packers lost to the Giants. The oh, nine yeah, and three yeah. Dolphins now um, losing 28-27 to the Tennessee Titans. Will Levis, uh, bad pick six interception to a defensive lineman, and still is able to win this football game. Throws for three hundred twenty-seven yards and a touchdown. Aside from that, that pick six, and man, he took a. Uh, a shot too from uh was it Siler, the defensive lineman that that yeah. uh, had the pick six and and then Will Levis tries to stop him from getting the end zone and gets absolutely crushed. Like what a terrible five seconds that was for Will Levis, but he comes out with the W in this one. Yeah, and Levis played hard. I, I think he took a step forward. I mean, the, the last couple of weeks haven't been great for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to say he's the franchise quarterback, but I think he's you know, bottom or not bottom self more time. I think he's going to be the guy next year anyway. But this was a promising step in the right direction. We know development isn't linear. There's a couple steps forward, five steps back. Um, I think you can brush this off if you're Miami to injuries. I mean, like everybody was falling left and right on this team. I mean, it started with Tyree Kill. They lost their center. They had to reshuffle things. They couldn't block Harold Landry. But I also think that's a little unfair. You know, I mean, you're the superior team. And then you kind of stole my thunder. I mean, beat a good team. I mean, where's the signature win? Is this team, uh, are they equipped to go to Baltimore in the postseason and win in the cold weather or, you know, things like that? I mean, go to Kansas City. Are they a good team? Absolutely. But I don't think they're a tier one team, even in the AFC. Like, I think the Bills are better than they are. I think Baltimore is better than they are. I'm not sure about Kansas City. It's just a big hole in their resume right now. Yeah, it really is. And it's so when you put a, and and I'm not going to say they couldn't beat anybody, but I'm not going to say that they can beat everybody either. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, that, that's kind of the question I have with the Dolphins. So um, we'll see. Yeah, bad luck there at home too. The Packers were at least on the road. The Dolphins 
four, two touchdown favorites in this game at home. This is this yeah. one of the ugliest wins we've seen all se- or ugliest losses I think we've seen all season. Uh, so yeah, I think it's the biggest point spread where the loser won or the what you call it won the uh, the, or the underdog won straight up. Yeah, I'm almost sure the won the, the game. Yeah, so it's considered the worst loss in the league or whatever. And then uh, Tyree Hill on top of it, right? Like yeah, that, right? In a MVP status potentially for for Tyree Hill, and uh, and that was an odd one because it looked really bad. And he jogs off the field, and the crowd goes crazy and cheers for him. But then he didn't get his ankle wrapped up, didn't go in the tent. He just kind of stand there without a helmet. That, that was an odd situation. It was. I mean, it was almost like he was trying to will himself to health. You know, like I thought he got hurt bad, and he's just like, I didn't get hurt. I didn't get hurt. Mine never got hurt. You know, hurt. But then he run around pretty well after that. But he was in and out of lineup a lot. You know, I mean, something was bothering him. I hope it's not long term. Yeah, that, that, that's, I hope it doesn't come out today. You know, like oh, he needs surgery and tough through it or something. Right. Um, That'd be horrible. And yeah, so they would probably, be shot. Might be in the MRI machine as we speak. In fact, so uh, so we'll see what happens there with uh, with Tyreek Hill. But that's an X factor that the Dolphins cannot afford to lose. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Next, let's talk playoff picture. AFC, NFC. How's this thing look after 14 weeks? Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. And I know you come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for? real life and according to the fda pharmacies are running a little bit low on some antibiotics like amoxicillin and uh right now it's looking like a a pretty bad flu season as well so you you got to be prepared for yourself and your family especially with the specific needs that you and your family might have you know potential whatever natural 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 disasters or supply chain issues that could keep you from some life made life uh saving medications we've seen pandemics uh, maybe you're just traveling and you're in an area where you might not be able to get some emergency medication that you or your family needs so the jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses utis respiratory infections um, skin infections among many other things and visit jace medical to get your jace case and complete your physician encounter it will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed and delivered by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never more important than now to be prepared. So go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Again, that is jacemedical, J A S E.com. Promo code locked on for $20 off your order. Who's winning the Super Bowl, Matt? Um, it's, uh, according to the uh, according to the percentages here, it's looking like a Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers best odds to to play in the Super Bowl, and we're going to get that very matchup on Christmas. So that'll be a fun one. Maybe even uh-huh. a Super Bowl preview. I think we know in the NFC four uh, four of the teams that are going to be in there, and it's going to be the Niners, going to be the Eagles, going to be the Cowboys, and it's going to be the Lions, and uh, depending on how things go with the seeding, Niners control their destiny. The The Eagles, even though they're at the five seed right now in the AFC, they do control their own destiny, play the Giants twice in the division, and so their division record and their conference record will be better than the Cowboys if both those teams do win out, and so the Eagles would then jump back to the two seed and would – uh, and uh, and would also win the division. The Cowboys would be back to the five seed. So the the Niners and the Eagles control their own destiny for the one or two seeds. But we know how that goes, and uh, you still got to win those games. And so we'll see how that happens. 
But after that, man, I mean, we're talking about the Packers now. 47% chance to make the, the playoffs. The the Vikings have uh, the next best, actually, after those four teams I mentioned to make the playoffs, 66%, according to ESPN. Uh, and, you know, just being over 500 right now, the NFC is a, is a chore, it seems like. You got all these six and seven teams of the – uh, you got the the Saints and the Falcons and the Bucks. Obviously, one of those teams is going to go, and probably the others aren't. Whoever wins that division, you got the Packers, the Rams, and the Seahawks, all at six and seven right now. Um, it's hard to make sense of the rest of the group after that top four in the NFC, man. Yeah, it is. And just sticking with the NFC, obviously, one of the South teams is going to win the division. Nobody else from that division is going to get in there, and then they're going to have to host the Cowboys or Eagles, and that's going to be probably ugly. So. So there's three major contenders, in my opinion. I think your Niners are the best of the group. As it stands right now, the wild cards go Eagles, Vikings, Packers. But I frankly think the team that's playing the best of the non-top three is probably the Rams. You know, just as a fan, I want the Rams to get in. Right now, they're the eight seed, so they need some stuff to happen. You know, Packers losing last night doesn't help, but the Rams lost as well. They're six and seven. I still think Seattle could maybe win a playoff game or, you know, make some noise and they're the nine seed. And that's really it to me. I mean, I think there's nine teams in the hunt, you know, in the NFC, the Vikings are the six seed, but I'm not very impressed with them. They don't, don't seem to have a quarterback. Jefferson's out. You know I mean? I, I can see them falling off. I've heard it put that, uh, that so some people think that it's, it'd be much better. And it's hard to argue. It'd be much better to be that road team that plays against the, the winner of the NFC South then mm. in the, the side of the bracket that's going to face the rest of the teams in the NFC, which is interesting. That's I hadn't thought of that angle, but it's not a very brutal first match. I mean, if you, you know, first matchup, if you could basically be assured to get to the second round as a wild card team, that's not so bad. You just, you know, you, you have no chance of hosting the NFC championship, things like that. Is right. Where it hurts. And the AFC is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about being assured. We just saw Monday Night Football. Nothing's assured in the NFL. This, this is going to be bonkers, I'm sure, the rest of the way. And we're going to start talking about mutual opponents and you know going three, four deep on the um, on, on the the tiebreakers here in both the NFC and the AFC. But the Baltimore Ravens right now, especially after that Dolphins loss, looking pretty one seed currently going into Week 15 in the AFC. Um, they're going to be a playoff team, second highest odds in the NFL to make the Super Bowl. And then it's the Chiefs, followed by the Dolphins still. Then the Jaguars next, most likely. Uh, Then you've got Browns, you've got Texans, you've got Bills, you've got Colts, you've got now the Broncos and and the Steelers. And all these teams are above 500. All these teams would be waltzing into the playoffs in the NFC, Matt. So there's six teams in the AFC that are seven and six. And that's nuts to me, you know. Um, Let's start at the top real quick with the AFC. Do you agree with me, even with the Dolphins' loss last night, that I would feel very strong putting a chip down that Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, and Jacksonville will win their division? I don't know what order those top four will end up, but I think the division winners are going to remain the same. Yes. I. So the Bills are only two games behind the Dolphins it's now? nine and four versus seven and six. Yeah, that's, I mean, the Bills are terrible with tiebreakers, too. Yeah, okay. They're the 11 seed, right? So they would need the tiebreaker, too. So that makes it even more difficult. But I was thinking that, too. Like Buffalo, I think, is better than Miami, but I don't know if they can get get over them, you know? If, you know, if Tyreek's significantly hurt, yeah. 
It's not impossible. You can make up two games pretty quick, but you know, a tie is still a win for the Dolphins. That yeah, it's uh, you know, it's. And I just know the Bills tiebreakers across the board are horrible. But by the way, Bills the Dolphins, Bills the Dolphins, the regular season finale as well. That could maybe it's for the division. That's the one I could see. I don't think anybody catches Baltimore. Denver's not going to catch the Chiefs. Uh, You know the Stroud injury and stuff. I don't think they're going to get to Jacksonville. So I do think those four are going to win their divisions. Very likely, yes. And then the Browns are in wonderful shape. I mean, just because they have one game over all those seven and six teams, I almost feel like they're in. You know, they have an NFL quarterback right now. The defense is playing great. <laughs> How many teams can you even say that about? You know, that I know. They have an NFL quarterback, Joe Flacco. Uh, maybe he's got one more Super Bowl run in him. We'll see. It's an interesting team, but uh, they can win games with near zero at quarterback. They've had some bad quarterback games where they're still winning because of that defense too. So yeah. the Browns are an interesting team and yeah, they're in a great spot. They've got twice as good a chance to make the playoffs as the rest of the teams we talked about that are seven and six. So I can't help myself. I mean, the Steelers right now are the sixth seed, which is kind of laughable to be honest with you, that they would get in over the bills or you know, the Texans. I mean, teams that most people would much rather see than the Steelers. But it's amazing to me that if they could only have beat the damn Cardinals or Patriots the last two weeks, the two worst teams in the league, they'll be right there with the Browns basically moonwalking into the playoffs at eight and five. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. You almost don't deserve to get in. Right. right? You lose those two games in a five day stretch. It's the first time in NFL history your teams lost back to back games to teams that were eight games or worse under 500. I mean, the Bills don't deserve to get in. The Bills are going to make the playoffs, Matt. They're, they're going to do it. They're going to win I, enough games the rest of the way. and all, they. I really, hope so, but they're they the really 11 have, seed right now. They have to go over everybody. All the tiebreakers destroy the Bills, but they are the best, they might be the best team in the conference. <laughs> I I just I, I trust them to do what's needed the last four mm-hmm. weeks versus Colts, even the right. Broncos who are playing hot. Um, Texans, you know, Texans next year are going to yeah. be a problem. Um but even the Bengals without Burrow. Right. I just don't think they have enough juice. And, and of course, this, the Steelers we just mentioned. So it, it, yeah. it, it would be it's still, even though the the Bills only have a 45% chance of making the playoffs, uh, I, I think it's, I think I put a chip down on. That's another one. You talk about, you know, I just talked about my Steeler regrets. If the Bills would have got one more win this year, I mean, at the Jets to start the season, at New England midseason, you know, at Cincinnati, one of the I mean, Denver, some of these games, they would be sitting pretty. But now they need a lot of things to go their way. Unfortunately, their time, all their losses are in the conference. Could the Bills and Dolphins play twice in a row this regular season finale, and then be two and seven seed, and then play again in the first round of the playoffs? That'd be fun. Yeah, and. Bills might be favored in both those games. And they would just they would just hang out for a couple of weeks in Miami. Mm-hmm. So I do think the Bills probably need to run the table. And they host the Cowboys. But then at the Chargers, no Herbert. New England, I know they lost to them already. And then at Miami might be for the division or certainly for a playoff spot. And they have to be Dallas, though. That, that Cowboys-Bills game might be the, one of the biggest games for playoff implications the rest of the season, surely that week, because if Dallas loses that game, that leaves it wide open for the Eagles to go. I mean, that's a that's a two to five seed swap there for Dallas if the Eagles go and and end up winning that division and get the two seed over the five seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously if the Bills lose, you know, that might knock them out of the playoffs completely. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some good games this week, you know, like Ravens, Jags, but I think both those teams get in. It's not super exciting for most people out there, but like Steelers go to Indy. If you lose that conference game, you're probably out if you're either one of those teams. You know, right. like that's the teams that are right there. That goes from yeah. 46% chance to make it to now you're over 50% chance to make the playoffs or you're down to 20 Or you're like out. Yeah. 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 Like that one might be a loser leaves town match. All right. And of course, we'll make the picks for those games in week 15 coming up on Peacock and Williamson. Tomorrow, we've got a little mailbag episode, which you can get involved with. Drop us a question at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter or drop a question in the YouTube comments matt and i back tomorrow peacock and williamson